Thousands of years ago, during the Indian spice trade, local Indians in Great Britain would grind spices that were needed for each meal, allowing them to carefully select different flavors so that they would get each dish just right. The British were naturally intrigued by the Indian spices, but they were unable to detect the nuances of each individual spice. Maybe it was laziness or stubbornness, but the British never quite got it. Instead, the British would combine the spices consisting of some variation of cumin, fenugreek, turmeric, coriander, caraway, garlic, clove, mustard seed, black cardamom, nutmeg, long pepper, black pepper, cinnamon, and ginger, along with other spices, and they called it curry powder. Yes, curry powder, as we know it today, is actually an English invention. The term curry spans a variety of foods and preparation styles. English curries are mild and sweet. To Americans, curry is identified with Indian food. In India, curry powder isn't even used. Instead, they use what is known as garam masala, which is a mixture of strong aromatic spices that produce flavors that are both spicy and bold. African curries are smooth and they are almost always combined with ghee. Ghee is a type of clarified butter that is traditionally made from cow's milk. They let the curry combination along with the ghee simmer for long periods of time before it's served. Curry eventually made its way to the Caribbean. And for me, growing up in a culture where West Indian influences were present, curry powder is used in many local dishes. Other than its eloquent, full-figured, aromatic flavor, one of the standout characteristics of curry powder is its mustard color. That mustard color during food preparation leaves its stain on everything it touches. Caribbean cooks learn the delicate dance of curry preparation as to not stain their hands with the precious curry powder. One can always tell an ambitious and selfish curry cook not only by the overuse of the powder itself, but the yellow stained hands of the one of the cook who took it too far. The thin line between love and hate is self. Selflessness means that we are engulfed in love. Selfishness hates everyone and everything. I've heard it said that love hurts. That's 
That's simply not true. When you get a full picture of what love is and how it came to be, you learn that love and hurt can't be in the same place. You learn that hurt is not connected to love. In fact, there is not a single negative that is connected to what love actually is. When you hurt or anything negative shows up, it means that the components of love, they've left. When we hurt the people we love, it happens in moments when love has left and something else shows up. What shows up is selfishness. My selfish, emotional, curry-stained hands are visible. And I am very ashamed. When you are deeply connected to another, your life looks and feels right. The connection and shared life fits your, our built-in design. Your desire to live in community with another compels you to do the things that are most beneficial for the other person. The internal fight with selfishness never ends, but you learn how to win. The motivation is deep connection with the one your life is shared with. When the battle with self is lost, the result is disastrous. Things are dark and the desire for deep, shared connection is lost. It's lost in the fray and held captive by connection to one's self. The result is always thousands of shattered pieces. Those pieces never find their way back to their origin. Those pieces crumble at their already frail edges until they become dust. If we regain relational consciousness, we realize our error and work back towards deep connection and a life shared. Hurt is something we learn from an early age. We learn that it is both unavoidable and unwanted. We live on both sides of hurt. And honestly, I don't know which is worst. Lessons learned are a gift if they are truly lessons learned. It's hard to see it as a good thing if you learned something the hard way. How am I to count it all joy that I learned a lesson in love and selfishness by hurting someone? I guess the joy part is in the fact that I've learned something that I have and will work hard to never let that happen again. That steadfastness in this area will take full effect and will continue to make me complete in Christ. That suffering at my own hand forced me to run back to God, producing endurance, producing character that eventually produced hope. That hope reminds me that, God love, that God's love 
has been poured into my heart through the Holy Spirit who has been given to me. He's been given to us. And the Holy Spirit does not put us to shame. Days later, after seeking forgiveness, after vigorous hand washing, after apologizing, my hands are finally clean. My fingertips are back to normal and I can handle the world around me without fear of staining it yellow. Lessons learned are a gift if they are truly lessons learned. My hands are clean and I have been forgiven. Deep in the small cracks of skin between and underneath my fingers are traces of curry powder. It settles in hard-to-reach places, and only time and repeated use of my hands to do other things, to do godly things, will slowly cause them to go away. I am ready to live out my lesson learned. I am ready to try again. I am ready to love free of self. I am ready to hear. I am ready to give. I am ready to have a life shared. If you use the right amount of curry powder, you will have the perfect dish. If love hurts, then it is not love. 